Hey everyone and welcome to 121 in Flux, I am Peter, that is Connor and we talk about movies on this show and in this episode, because of course coming in a couple of weeks time is the new film, Godzilla King of the Monsters and because we've been working our way through the Japanese Godzillas and don't worry, uh, after this we'll be going back to working through those gradually. Uh, we did about 12 of those so far, something like that? Yeah, something like that. 10, 12, something in that range. Um, but we'll go back to that soon, don't worry. Uh, but we are going to look at, right now, the 2014 US Godzilla film directed by Gareth Edwards. And we're going to look at it because the sequel's coming out soon. And it's been five years, so it's been a while since I'd watched it. I watched that a few times in 2014. I, I, I saw it once in the cinema. And then I was terrified that I would l- ruin the experience watching it again at home. Well, that's interesting because... Uh... <laughs> You had to yeah. do that. <laughs> well, 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 because of the sound, like you know, uh, and I, I didn't want to. Mm. It's it's hard to to replicate that sound at home. And I thought, well, I need to leave it some time, and then I ended mm. up leaving it five years. Well, I do have a five point one system, and I can tell you that five point one track is beautiful. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm sure, but it's still nothing <laughs> on listening to it in you know, oh in sure a, yeah in Dolby but... Atmos Cinema. The uh the the subwoofer was getting a workout tonight. Yes, is, all, yeah, is all I'm saying. Yeah. Um, getting lots of infing, uh, footsteps, pulsing, all that kind of thing. Uh, so and of course the roar. But uh, yeah, so we'll start spoiler free, uh, as we always do. We'll give you warning before we go into spoilers in the middle somewhere, and uh, that's what we'll do. So, uh, Gazelle twenty fourteen is a bit of a polarized, sorry, polarizing movie if I can say that properly. Um, it is a film where some people think there's not enough Godzilla, that it takes too long to get going, that the human characters are, are worthless, um, and then there's people who like it. <laughs> yeah, there's people who are right. <laughs> do you still like the movie? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> po- positivity. Yeah. I'm glad, because I've been a defender of this movie for years at this point, and it was a little, little bit cautious that I wouldn't. Joe, <laughs> you know I really was thinking about halfway through this. I can see Connor hating this. I can see really? him coming out of this review and whining about Aaron Taylor Johnson and whining about like Act One things. <laughs> whining. Don't be wrong. <laughs> he is the worst part of the movie. <laughs> yeah, it's not he perfect. It's it's not perfect. There's definitely the human characters are the weakest part. You know, like they're, yeah. they're not wired there. That that's fair. Yeah, that's uh, par for the course for Godzilla movies, though. That's true. <laughs> that's true. You got all the way back. Um, I do like this movie a lot. I think the last thirty minutes are nigh on perfect. I agree with that. Uh, the up until that last thirty minutes, there's some good stuff. There's some not so good stuff. There's some. I think there's some clunky elements that I especially was noticing this time. Just for an example here, and this is still spoiler free. Uh. There's a point in the film where our, our character, uh, what's his name, Brody, is in Hawaii. He's on a, he's on a train, mon- monorail, mm-hmm. and he ends up with this this kid, this Asian kid, who gets separated from his parents. And it's like, and it's, it's it's a very clear cut moment. It's like, oh, it's to show you he's a nice guy because he's willing to try and help this kid because he's a, he's a stranger, but he's willing to be nice and try and help him get his way back to his parents. And you know, the Muto's carnage happens, and then after that 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 whole night sequence where everything that happens happens. Uh, the next day, he's with the kid still, and he's walking into kind of like a you know survivors like sort of camp where people are like getting information and finding out where they can go that sort of thing. And he's trying to ha- you know talk to people in charge, saying, "Hey, I've got this kid. He's been separated from his parents." And I thought, "Okay, so the next." And I remember the first time, obviously not this time, but the first time I saw it, I thought, "Okay, the next part of the movie is going to be 
him kind of searching for these parents. That's going to be like kind of his driving force. And then the parents just let to show up. And, and the kids run yeah. off to the parents. Not, not, no thank you from the parents. Inconsiderate. Just so rude. Yes. So I, I think there's elements of this movie, especially in the first half, where I feel like a sort of patchwork effect, where it felt like we want him to have a kid that he has to save so that he can look like a hero, but we don't necessarily want to deal with the kid afterwards. So it's just, it yeah, felt very... Yeah. It you know. feels like that earlier on as well when it just shifts focus to him. It feels like, mm. oh, okay, sure, why not? Um, so there's some clunky stuff interesting. I think there's also a weird thing where the, it somehow always ends up that he's involved again. And it feels like three or four times throughout the movie. It, it just it happens to be where he is or he happens to get called in upon to help with something. Or well, No, no, that's the thing. He never really gets called in on. He just is... No, it does once. Volunteers himself. Oh, once, yeah. The, the last time, the last time he the is last called time, upon. Yeah, yeah. But there, there was one point where it, I think it's it's on Hawaii just before the the, the it's before the train, um, uh, and uh, he, you know he's the army are walking past him, and he just goes, "Oh hey, yeah, I'm uh, I'm Navy. What's what's going on?" <laughs> and they're like, "Oh yeah, all this. Hey, hey, do you want to tag along with us?" <laughs> all right. <laughs> like, yeah, no, no, asking for credentials. No, nothing. He's just like, "Yeah, hey, it's my name. Let's, uh, let's, uh, let's, let's tag along." Crisis time. Crisis time. Was just, just go on faith. Just, it seems it seems pretty unprofessional. Yeah, or even just that you know the Muto goes to Hawaii and he's in Hawaii. It, even though I mean, obviously it's close enough, and that's why he's also there. So I mean, it's not a million miles there's a, there's away. There's a logical reason. Yes. But yeah, just, you know, just just a little bit... Convenient. Convenient. There's a lot of convenient things with him being in the right place or being involved over and over again. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't necessarily do a whole lot to develop him or, or Elizabeth Olsen's character, who's his wife. In fact, she kind of just disappears after a certain point. She gets shafted. I don't know why we spend as much time with her and the kid as, as we do, frankly, because nothing happens with them. No, no. Uh, it's it's almost just like it's a case of this disaster movie. There has to be a family for him to get back to, uh, right? And and I figured, okay, that's why we, you know we we have, you know, uh, at the start of the movie he's with them and then he has to go off. Yeah. Sure, that makes sense. I don't think there is any purpose to any of the scenes with the wife and kid after that point. No, not beyond just sort of reacting to the news kind of thing. Because um, I assumed it was, again, the first time I saw it, I assumed it was building up to, like, she'd have her own plot throughout the, the third act. Like, you know, there'd be her own carnage to deal with and her own kind of, like, escape. Because yeah. she's, she's a nurse or a doctor, so she's... She's, she's, she's in a, a hospital, she's sk- helping people. Her skills yeah. are useful in the situation. She's got something to do. Um, and, of course, uh, you know, uh, Brody's a... a I can't remember the exact phrase they use, but you know, he, he, he dismantles bombs. And I say bombs because that makes it sound like he just does like you know a bomb squad job. No, he's he's dis, he's dismantling and disarming nukes. Like he, he's you know that's this is yeah, yeah. what he's, he's doing. Top tier. Yeah, he's top top of the class uh, for that sort of thing. Um, but you know, so so yeah, you can you can fault the, the you can be characters. But here's the thing. Here's the thing with this movie is I'm not here for them. And I think what this movie does is that it does a really neat thing where. It's building up to like really properly revealing Godzilla, right? And the some of the other like mm. big elements, right? And how it teases them through, I think, is very effective. Some people found it frustrating. I think the the slow build to finally getting your your monster gasm, I think, is effective. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, I still think it's effective. Having seen it, you know, a few times now and seen it again years later. 
Um, I think the other thing that's really effective here, and I, I guess this is mailed spoiler territory, is that, but I, th- I think the fact that those other monsters kind of gives this away anyway, is that not just making Godzilla the villain, right? Just not making him like the sole monster and the, the crisis is we need to survive Godzilla. Yeah, which would be an easy thing to do. Yeah. Uh, the 98 movie, <laughs> which we don't want to talk about yet. We'll do that someday. Uh, mm, you know, that's I what make that did. No commitments. The original... Godzilla, of course, did that kind of thing as well. Uh, and I believe 84, 85, The Return of Godzilla did that as well. That was kind of the reboot. But that, no, that's went down the path of Nilla's monsters for him to fight, which means Godzilla, because we're the AC Godzilla, we're here, especially if you're a Godzilla fan, which even when I first saw this, I'd seen a nice handful of them, so I would have considered myself one. I want to root for Godzilla. I want Godzilla to be the hero of the movie. And I want to be rolling my eyes at the humans, you know, the you know the military, the navy, whoever. Whenever they decide to try and like kill Godzilla, too, I'm like, no, 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 you idiots! He's your savior. He's your one yeah. chance. Yeah. So going with that mentality and watching it is like, no, Godzilla is my protagonist. <laughs> He's the one that I'm rooting for. Uh, like everything with that works. And then on top I- of that, I, I think you have great visuals. I think you have some great scenes. Uh, we'll talk a lot about that last act. I think when we yeah. get into spoilers. Um, some of the shots of Godzilla are absolutely beautiful, and mm. yeah, I, I think it handles a lot of things really well. Um, but there's some clunky yeah. human stuff. There, are, there is stuff. I think uh, you know you, you're saying there about how you know you want to root for Godzilla. Yeah, I think this works just as effectively if, let's say, your only exposure to Godzilla for some reason is the '98 movie, right? Oh sure, yeah. Um, in my case, it was just I before this, I'd only seen the original, right? Um. So let let's say you know you, you you're expecting Godzilla to be the villain somehow even when there are other monsters you're still you know they're they're acting as if he's still a villain. I think it works in the movie bit going on that because it plays with that expectational movie. Like, sure. you know, it, it's playing that up that possibility, and then when he's not, it's kind of a fantastic moment. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I always like to joke after I saw this because this was a year after uh, Man of Steel came out. I always like to joke there's less destruction in this than Man of Steel, and it's not that this movie's lacking destruction because <laughs> it's not. Yeah. Um, no, there's there a is moment, plenty. There's a moment where Godzilla actively seems to try and avoid hitting a bridge. Like he, he, like he's getting shot up by the army with like rockets and shit, and he actively kind of shields the bridge. <laughs> and yeah, I'm like, yeah, he he stands up, uh, yeah, uh, you know, because. The, the the people on the, the the bridge are like, hey, there's the civilians on here, and <laughs> he just just stands up, and is like, right, yeah, sorted. Yeah, he actually, and he does walk through the bridge eventually, but he only does that once the army hit him with so goddamn much that. Yeah. Uh, I'm saying the army. I mean, it's mostly the navy and the air force because uh, <laughs> they're out in the water. But you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, you know, so so like, Godzilla is he kind of root for him because he he does seem to be yeah there's some collateral damage just because he's so big like he can't help necessarily crushing some mm. some cars and shit obviously but yeah. he does seem to care to some extent how much he damage does. he's causing I, I think that's why you know that moment with the the bridge uh, when he stands up I think what I like about that moment so much is that let's you know it's first time watching it you, you you're not sure if Godzilla is a is a is a villain or not. That moment plays either way still. Like, did he mm. just happen to stand up? Was it just, you know, coincidence? He was, or was he oh, choosing yeah. to, to get in the way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it works. No, that's good. It's good, good. Um, so, yeah, I, I think the build-up... Obviously, I don't think the second movie can do the same thing. I think the second movie has to just hit the ground running with the Godzilla action. But I think for the first movie, I think the build-up was, was great. But if anything, my only disappointment 
is the when it cuts to and I'll talk about the shot that before it cuts to credits because I really like that shot. I, I think my only disappointment is that when it cut to credits, it didn't go to the Godzilla theme, but the original yeah. dun 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 dun. You know, that'd yeah. have been perfect. Yeah. Would have been perfect. Um, but yeah, and as much as obviously we're ragging on uh, maybe the main characters, I think some of the supporting cast are fine. Though Ken Watanabe's there to you know be our, our scientist who tells us. She's far more interesting than our than our lead, just because of oh, yeah. his involvement with you know he knows about these things before. He's, he's, and he's also the one rooting for Godzilla. He's the, he's the one before anyone else says he's like no, let Godzilla do his thing. Like he's yeah. our only chance. He's the one saying that, and that's how we feel as the audience. So he's, he's kind of a natural thing for us to latch yeah. onto, and then. On top of that, he, uh, you know, he, he actually has the best line in the whole movie when the camera tracks right in because it's this big wide shot and it tracks right in. He's with the, he's with. Is that Ashford from, uh, from Expanse? Well, it might be. I think it is. With the, he's got a different voice in that, but I think it's because he does the accent on Expanse. Um, that might be why I never clocked. Yeah, he does have the mustache here as well, which is maybe why. Yeah. You, but yeah, uh, the camera, you know, it tracks right into him up to a close up, and it ends with him saying. Let them fight. You know, it's, it's that it's that moment. Yeah. But they're using all the yeah. trailers, of course, because why wouldn't you? But this this movie had one of the best trailers it in did. the past fifteen years. It had um, fantastic trailers. The the, the 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 Halo drop with the uh, the monolith music. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll talk about that in spoilers, I think. But oh, uh, uh, yeah, so I really like Gazelle twenty fourteen. Now, admittedly, I might have overrated it a little bit when I first saw it in twenty fourteen. I might have been a little bit in the hype mode. How what 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 sort of score did you give it back in twenty? I'll tell you at the end when I give it the score okay. I give it now. All right, but I'll yeah. tell you then. No, but... I get that. I think uh, I may have done a little bit. Well, I'm I've lowered it down, probably at least half a point from where I was at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm still a defender of the movie overall. Like I say, you know, the the human characters. Yeah, I don't give a shit. But I don't, I don't give a shit about the human characters in any of the Godzilla movies, really. So screw it. Uh, no, I, mean, I think maybe a, in the original you do the original well, sure, in that one but yeah. you know in all the others whatever um but like i say it's it's not what i'm here for it's the way it treats the monsters the build the tension the that's that's all there yeah. and it's relatively tight it's only like just it's only just two hours yeah it's two hours yeah um but there's no megalons so i mean well yeah it's a point doctor <laughs> yeah <laughs> i kid I maybe kid. next time uh, oh i hope not uh so uh, or actually, say Megalon. Uh, what I really meant was Jet Jaguar, who's in that movie. <laughs> He's the friendly robot dude in that movie who just works for some reason. Oh, that was terrible. Yeah, it was a bad movie. Um, was that the last one we did? I think that was the last one we did. I think actually, it was the last one we did. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, oh, uh, so we got a spoiler warning, so we can talk about stuff. Because I, I want to talk about uh, how it. I I love how this movie incorporates kind of the timeline of the original movie a little bit. Uh, yes, and just the original. Yeah, we find out about the history of it, and we say, "Oh no, no, no!" Like so, basically, the theory is is that when the first nuclear nuclear submarines uh, went to like new depths in the in the water, that's what awoken some some titans, right? These these beings yeah. that feed on radiation, and all the nuclear t- what what we thought were nuclear tests in nineteen fifty four, right? Um, I say we. What what in the movie they thought were nuclear tests in 1954, you know, because because Americans thought it was the Russians, Russians thought it was the Americans, kind of thing, uh, was actually trying to kill Godzilla in 1954, which gives it this neat like okay, that's the because that's the year the original movie came out. That's a neat little, yeah. little neat little touch, and I really like that. Uh, I I love that you know that history you know where it's it's all these just these old 
photos and you know and like okay tracking shots and like yeah we know he's out there yeah yeah i actually love the open title sequence it's all the redacted kind of style for the for the mm, credits that's good yeah uh, and then like the old crappy footage of like you know is that a godzilla like scale is that is that a bit of a tail is that yeah you know is it this uh i, I like the the mood that gives um it feels like it's homaging kind of the history of the the, the character in its own yeah. way and keeping it in um so I like that a lot. Yeah, but I'll, I'll, a lot of what you like in this is that final 30 minutes. And there, there was actually, I can't believe, there was a moment I forgot about that I love. Oh, really? Which moment? It's the moment where Godzilla's in the cloud and you, you only see him when the lightning strikes. Oh, and it's the piano's playing. One. The piano's. It's, it's right before he really starts fighting for the first time and we see it all. Um, so good. It's such a beautiful moment. I mean, that The entire descent, the halo drop into San Francisco after the monsters have kind of made it their own, it's. It feels like they're descending into hell. Like it feels otherworldly. Something else, isn't it? Yeah, you, you got you got that monolith music playing as they're going. Which I mean, obviously that plays me for Godzilla full on. And again, talking about shots, I love. I love that. There's two moments when Godzilla first appears in present day. There's two moments I love. Two shots I love. One is after the the you know the the, the, the tidal wave comes in. Mm. Um, we get like you know just glimpses that something big's moving. There's a shot where the, the camera's on one roof and it it just sort of dashes across to some military who launch some flares. The camera then follows the flares up into the sky and then they go across what appears to be Godzilla's chest. But he's so big that he's not fitting in the frame. It's just a wall of, like, you know, his skin. Yeah. And it just gives you this sense of how freaking huge he is. And then the second shot I love, which is the obvious one, is it's at the airport, the mutos there, he's wrecking shit, and then the camera just pans across and the foot comes in and it's like, this thing is tiny compared to Godzilla. This you thing know one of my favourite moments with the with the mutos? Mm-hmm. It's the one where the, the one of the wings dives down into the water. Yeah. Fully spread out. I'm like, oh man, that is a gorgeous shot. I, I remember uh, when the, that was in one of the, the latest trailers, uh, people were speculating, is that Rodan? Is it, was, was that a quick Rodan shot? Like, you know what's going on? <laughs> Sequel, yeah. baby. Seek next time. Yeah. Next time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was obviously I've been looking forward to the new one for a while because, mm-hmm. oh, why wouldn't I be? Well, you um, talk about good trailers. That that first trailer they put out, uh, like yeah, Comic Con last year was great. Yeah, yeah. It's it's still the only trailer I've seen. Uh, I've been I've been holding off. Um, that makes sense. I will say though, the newer trailer has some money shots of it. Oh no no. no. But I'm yeah. saving them. I know, you know I know. I like, get why, like, but there's money like shots. Two weeks at this point, I'm waiting for the big screen. Um, <laughs> but this this has made me more excited. Going, okay, yes, I I love the monster action in this stuff, and I cannot wait to get so much more of it. Ghidorah. Ghidorah. Yes, it's gonna be so. Oh my god. Um. So. No, the, the descent in hell. I just it feels all the world. You got that monolith music. It feels like this is biblical. Something new. Because yeah, I like it's, the thing about the the, the the monolith music, you know, because obviously there's that association for anyone who's seen you know 2001, and it makes Godzilla this this unknowable force, this this ancient thing that that you know is beyond comprehension. Yeah, yeah. To to, to put it into the context of the movie, at one point Ken Watanabe is describing, uh, you know, these creatures as like. Uh, you know, there's an arrogance of man to think that we control nature and nature doesn't control us. It's this idea that nature has secrets we don't understand and it's beyond our comprehension, but like the monolith in 2001, and Godzilla's just this awe-inspiring, like, we can't comprehend who this is or where he came from. We just can't. He's that oh, yeah. He's that biblical. 
and uh you know so like all that stuff because there's that great shot inside this the pov shot you know because there's the great wide shots of course as they're falling into the city and then there's that pov shot from uh, brody where it, it's like godzilla's there fighting a mutual and you actually you start up above him and you, you just go down until you're underneath them looking up and it's just oh, this yeah. it's beautiful do you know um, one of the uh one of my favorite sequences from earlier in the movie mm. before you know, it, it's pre the godzilla stuff when it's just the mutos it's um the the army with the train and you know, you've got the two guys on the track uh well that's and... after the first godzilla stuff that's after hawaii oh yeah 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 no yeah. i mean after the before the proper yeah. godzilla. godzilla's just kind of chugging away in the water yeah yeah um it's it's that stuff when you know it's the two guys you know, and they're, they're on the tracks and it's there and it's walking over them and they're lying down and you know the, the tension there of is it going to turn around and just you know just swap them basically no it's real it's real good um obviously they didn't reveal any of the trailers before this if godzilla was going to have atomic breath but of course of course he looks very godzilla like right so you were hoping for it i was hoping for it of course and i think the more the more because because obviously in, in the final fight that the, the, the eddie humans have you know they were trying to lure it with a nuke and they actually armed it with a countdown and because of course they did yeah but then they, they the mutual steals the nuke it's in san francisco there's tons of people still like hidden underground in san francisco we can't let the nuke go off so that's why they're going in they're going to get the nuke and they're trying to get it out and brody like notices the nest and decides to like you know we can't have you know dozens of these things so i'm going to you know set them on fire and blow them up and reasonable plan and it's a neat moment as well because it actually is kind of what saves godzilla because the the two mutals are actually double teaming godzilla and you know you feel kind of sad for godzilla he's, he's going down it feels really you know mm. it's hishy. uh and when Ma- mama muto comes over and she she notices you know she's crying about what's happening and she notices brody and it's like vengeance time mom's angry and at this scene like the, the, you see the the, the the light and then like the, 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 and joe you know i love about it it goes up godzilla's back like a tesla coil that's the sound it's like a yeah you know that's what it sounds like and because like obviously i've seen godzilla use the atomic breath in all the old movies and it's kind of cheesy and he just kind of opens his mouth i love that in this because we've got these effects now you feel his chest kind of like you know, like, like yeah. he's about to exhale. It just it yeah. looks great. The CG in this is actually kind of fantastic. Oh, it's it's gorgeous. Yeah, it's, uh, it's held up well. I know, I know, I know. It's only five years, but five years is a long time in in the CG world. Honestly, actually, that moment in the train. There's a couple of shots in that train where they're just kind of standing there, surrounded by uh, like fog, and it looks kind of green screen to me. That's like one yeah, of the only times where the effects kind of stumbled. I think for for me, um, the. But yeah, no, like because because later on, you know, because at this point it feels like Brody and Godzilla are kind of tag teaming because because they're both yeah. trying to like solve the problem. Uh, Brody gets to the boat and gets the the thing going, and uh, the boat can only leave because Godzilla kills the mutants, so the EMP is not active anymore, and the boat can come yeah. back on, and that that's what you know saves and the nuke goes off uh, down down you know you know away from the city. But anyway, yes. so there's a moment where Godzilla you know comes back in to save the day, and he grabs the big mutant. And he's he's going for the mouth, right? And I thought, oh, he's going to do the King Kong thing. He's going to like rip the jaw. No, 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 no. He coils up again and fires his atomic breath into his mouth until his head just rips off. Yeah, the, the fact when he's just stood there with the head after, I'm like, oh god damn it, that was amazing. It's beautiful. And, yeah, because because when he defeats the little mutual, he's still he's so hurt from the fight. Uh, this is why it's kind of a comeback when he shows up. He he kind of just falls into a building and a building just drops on him. Like you think yeah. he's screwed? You think he's done for? 
I mean, not really, because yeah. it's a Godzilla movie. You expect him to come back, but you know, like, but, sure, but it it looks bad. Yeah. Um. And, yeah, he gets his his hero's farewell at the end, and he, he walks off it. Because I love that the, the final shot is like after he's been to the water, it's just the water sitting there still. Like, no, everything's yeah. been back to normal. He's he's dormant again. Yeah. yeah. Until next time. Until next time. Um. We have to talk about Brian Cranston. Because I think one of the big disappointments a lot of people had when this movie came out is that Brian Cranston is not around for the whole thing. Is that he's only there for Act One? Yeah, I'm. I'm always conflicted on this. In one side of things, um, I get it. Right, right? Brian Cranston's great. You wanted Brian Cranston to be dealing with Godzilla. Yeah, yeah, fact, exactly. Keep in mind, this was like a year after Breaking Bad ended, so I believe there was a lot of jokes online about Heisenberg taking on Godzilla. That sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah, uh, and th- this was you know at at peak Cranston for for uh, in public perception. Yeah, yeah. Because again, right after Breaking Bad finished, he was on the yeah. on, on the top of the world. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, I get why you want more of him. I, I and I can see it's I see why it's disappointing, especially given that that Brody is less interesting. But in the movie, what would he have to do past that? I, no, point? exactly. That's yeah. the thing. I'm like, yeah, yeah. What, what else do you do with him? Because like he's he's really because he is much he's, he is much more interesting when he's around. Before uh, I love the mystery of getting into like the uh, the the quarantine zone, and he's like, "There's no radiation here." And we find out later the reason for that is because the muto has been sucking it all in. Like yeah, yeah. He, the muto, but one of the positive side effects of all this is that he's making the area safe by eating all the radiation. Yeah, because uh, yeah, he sees the dogs run past him. He's like, "That's weird. They yeah. look fine." What's What's funny actually is that we just we just watched episode one of Chernobyl uh, yesterday. Mm. And reviewed that, so it was, it was really weird. This opening section of the movie, given having watched it, familiar, given yeah. we just watched it, yeah, yeah. Because, uh, yeah, for, for some reason, uh, what's, what's her face? Uh, Juliette Binoche is the wife who's only in the opening of the movie. That was kind of weird, yeah. She's she's got like six lines of dialogue, something like that. I mean, I, I get that's why those clink clunky things is that they have to quickly make you. Try, uh, at least in theory care about the, the whole family so you're sad when she dies and it's just too quick it's just too quick and i i don't think there's basically no movie that pulls this off mm-hmm. when when they you know okay well you're dying in the first five minutes let's let's, let's try and make you care it's a big ask I, I think no i think it's possible i feel like i can't have any examples but i, I oh, feel no, like... i'm sure it's possible but i think it's very rare I think the big budget stuff tends to fail at it because it doesn't. Because I, I think you, I think you can introduce a character in a scene, make you care about a character in that scene, kill them by the end of the scene, and you'll be upset by it. I think you can do that, but I think you have to really devote the scene to that and have the right pacing for it. it has to be. I mean, it has to be a longish scene for a start, but you have to give yeah. it the the pacing so that you're 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 with that character as they realize things but the start of this movie is so quickly paced right you know so many blockbusters and their opening prologue scene are so quickly paced because they want to just get to the action they want to get to the it setup is. and i think i think for me i disagree slightly with you when you say it's possible to do it in, in once i think for me it, it can have impact at the end of that scene um but you know usually when that happens it's because okay i'm with this character for you know four or five minutes and then Oh, they're gone, and it's it's a shock. It's an impact. I don't necessarily care about them. I think I'm I'm not seeing the distinction between caring and, and actually feeling an impact. To me, feeling an impact is caring. All right, for me, um, impact can be just down to you know the the direction and and the 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 way the moment's played. 
um, it's almost the shock of it rather than actually ha- any feeling. I guess I would argue though, if if the moment's making you feel impactful, then the moment itself is what's making you care, regardless yeah. of how it's doing it. Then that's what it, you know. If you're feeling something, it's it's it's, it's worked. Fair. Um, Plus, I think it's more shock than than feeling though uh, most of the time. Um, so that is what it is. But yeah, because it's actually really interesting. I'm going out of the quarantine zone and. You got this bit of mystery, and at least it is funny though because you get to the end of the movie, and it feels like it's such a different movie from what it started. If you feel, it, like, yeah. it feels like it's been through such a journey in terms yeah, of what the does. movie's been doing. Uh, but no, I, 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 I think that, that last thirty minutes, like, yeah. it's, it feels otherworldly, and that's exactly what it should feel like. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's great. I am. Um... I am still horrified that this movie never won any awards for sound design, or at least sound mixing. Yeah, sounds good. Because uh, obviously footsteps and stuff like that are great, but the uh, the, roar, the roar, you know, the, the, the charging of the, the atomic yeah. breath, uh, every sound is perfect in this movie. Hmm? Like it's it is a you know a juggernaut of sound design. This movie. And that's why I didn't really want to watch it at home because. Even the best home cinema system that anyone you know really has, uh, you know, a, you know, a standard consumer level, can't compete with a proper cinema. Just can't. And you know, it was always why I was like, I don't, I don't really want to watch it at home. I just so good in the cinema. Um, and of course, it's not as good, but you know, five years have passed now, so it's 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 bearable. <laughs> oh dear. Um, yeah. Yeah, Sally Hawkins is in this as well. I'm at, yeah. I'm I'm surprised she didn't want to uh, suck Godzilla off by about halfway through, giving Shape of War. <laughs> oh, this came first. She 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 hadn't developed those feelings yet. And besides, Godzilla's more yeah, lizard than fish. If she's into one, she can be into the other. <laughs> can be, but I mean, no guarantee. Like, I'm just saying, for, she will forever be the woman who screwed a fish. Yeah. That, yeah that, that is her legacy now. That is her legacy. That's all I'm saying. Hey, at least she'll be remembered. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that was uh, David Stratham. Uh, that was, that was from, from Expanse, yeah. 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 I'm just glancing over the credits now. Like I, said, I don't think I recognised him, but yeah, once you've said it, I'm like, oh, yeah. I was just time I recognised, actually. Uh, at one point, uh, Captain Singh from The Flash is one of the uh, yeah, uh, one of the soldiers. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> it's him. Yeah. And finally enough, this came out the summer before The Flash started, so I wouldn't have known him then. No, no, you wouldn't have done. So, that was... that's how long it's taken to get this second movie. The Flash has gotten shit in that time. <laughs> yeah, the, the Flash has been on for five seasons and gotten really, really shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to be so disappointed if this movie's not great. Okay, the monsters? I'm, I'm feeling pretty confident. I, I know I am too, which is why I'll be crushing if it's not. Um, uh, Doherty, who, who's making it, he did uh, Krampus, which I liked a lot. So I never did see that. I did mean to, though. I did like the look of it. Um, I've, I've, I'm, I'm, you know, between that, the great trailers, and much like the first movie, like the song choices for the trailers, uh, both the first one, and then the newest one that has uh, the 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 piano somewhere over the rainbow cover. Oh, I've not heard that. Oh, <laughs> mm-hmm. it goes well. <laughs> uh, that does. 
Uh, really, really good. And I, I guess you like, you know, we're in like a demonic version of Oz now because the world's all screwed up, and if that's why you yeah. want to analyze it, and uh, Eleven is Dorothy. <laughs> yeah. And her and dog is Godzilla. It just sounds good for a trailer. It does sound good for a trailer. Um, yeah, some people think uh, they hate the trope of like doing the moody cover in a trailer. I love it. I love getting all these moody covers of songs. Yeah, there was one last like I saw last week. And it was a Linkin Park cover. I can't remember what the trailer was. I, it might have been a TV show. Um, I remember the, they had a Linkin Park cover and the Alita trailer, but that was a while ago. No, no, it was a different one. It was it was literally like a week ago. And I can't for the life of me remember what it was, and that annoys me. But it was a great cover. Yeah, no, I like Because the uh, movie was terrible, The Gallows, but there was a great cover of Smell It Teen Spirit in the trailer. Oh, really? Great cover. Oh, nice. So you know, I'll, I'll keep. It's, I, I understand why some people are like, oh, I'm sick of this because it's a just just because it's a trend, right? Mm. But as trends go, yeah, this is what I can there, get on board with. <laughs> yeah, there's been far worse. I'll take it. I'll take it. The, the, you know, this this is better than the Zimmerhorns because at least these sound different. Oh sure, yeah, <sighs> yeah. Um. Well, again, that was that worked fine in Inception, though, because I was what did it first. Sure, sure yeah. yeah, yeah, no, no, I have no problem with the original there. I mean, just everything then did it, and I'm like, yes, yes, I get it. Bum. Yeah, that's my. Uh, I'm glad Godzilla didn't succumb to that, you know, like you know, because I feel like this new it was such an easy one to place that onto in trailers. I would, I would forgive them though if they did the same technique, but with like a siren, as if it's like a warning system. Yeah, yeah, you could play into it. Uh, I would get, I would forgive them for that because, yeah, no, like a, a Titan's coming. Um, no, no, I, I think it's doable, and that's why I'm saying I'm glad, I'm glad, because it would be a really easy choice to do it. Um, I think what they have been doing with the music is is such a counterpoint to what's mm. on screen that it's more interesting. Uh, do, do you know what they're doing with the music? Because both, both "Summer of the Rainbow" and I can't remember the name of the track. There was the first one, but it's really good. Uh, they're both. The, what they're both doing is they're taking this like giant monster fight movie and they're making it beautiful. They're saying there's beauty in this in in, mm. in these titans. There's there's beauty in this. Uh, yeah. and I think I think that's a really interesting take to to use in your your marketing because it's like no, on the beauty of of this creature. He's he's magnificent. This is like seeing like a, a blue whale in the ocean. You're like, "Whoa, nature can do this." Like Yeah. T- talking of music, do we know who's scoring their own? Because I think this one uh, is Desplat, right? And I really like this score. Um, I it's not it's... Desplat. I, you know, I, uh, I want to say, is it not Brian Tyler? Who uh, I actually I do like, actually. It might be, but I like Tyler a lot, so I would be okay with that. Oh, a... oh, no. No, it's not. Who is it? I remember this now. It's Bear McCreary. Oh, it's Bear McCreary. You're right. It's Bear and, McCreary. and all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, shit, yeah. That's, that might be even, even... That's maybe a better choice than Desplat. Uh, Bear McCreary, if you don't know what he's done in the past, uh, his two notable things, at least from my point of view, is Battlestar Galactica, which had a phenomenal score over its four seasons. Uh, this is what one that's well worth listening to. And then also, uh, probably the weaker of the two, bizarrely, even though I love it, is a Shield, but also has great music. Yeah. I think the thing that is even more recent than those and oh, is yeah, yeah. more applicable to this movie is, is his God of War uh, soundtrack. And bizarrely, he also did the uh, score for the angry video game nerd movie. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah look, let's keep this on topic here. But <laughs> was that off topic? He, was that an example? <laughs> sure, sure. But it was an irrelevant example. 
it, it, it has no meaning. What? He was a fan of Angry Video Game Nerd, so he did the score for it. Like, I mean, yeah, yeah, but it's got no meaning on this conversation. That's just trivia. It's shown that he's a cool dude. All right, do you want from me? Uh, better than that, but yeah, yeah, no, like his, his stuff with uh, with God of War, um, plays that you know the the Titan effect. Mm. Uh, so, but you know, but it has a lot of somber moments to it. So I can see that playing really well for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, does he incorporate the theme? That's the question. I really hope so, especially now that we've got a significant handful of monsters. Yeah, we got Ghidorah, we got Rodan, we got Mothra, and I like see. See, I, mean, I don't need the original version, but see if he just gets in the. Yeah. If he can just sneak that into the the, the tapestry, yeah, I'd be very yeah. pleased. Um, I do love it when because like you know. Um, Rework the old themes and just put them in. No, don't, no they're not. They're not to be the focus. They're not to be mm-hmm. the driving point of the, of the new score. But just kind of there. Yeah, unless you're Danny Elfman and it's Justice League, in which case you choose the worst possible moments to have the Superman theme play. Well, that's just Danny Elfman in a nutshell. The first time you hear the Superman theme in that movie is when he's evil. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just don't talk to me about that movie. <laughs> this, this, for all its flaws is so much of a better movie than that. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I, I like watching this. I, I will watch this again. I, I You know, the, yeah, the, the, the last act is, is worth any clunky in the build-up because I love that last act. Every, every part you, of I the could fight, quite happily just watch the last half hour again right now. And Joe, what's actually funny is I noticed that uh, that you know that classic shot, the let them fight moment, that is literally the shot before the, the they're going to drop out the, the plane. Yeah. Like yeah. That is literally the, the moment that says, we're entering Act Three. Have yeah, at it. Let's do this. Um, and it's yeah, it's just uh, it's thrilling from start to finish. And um, yeah, and I, I I love that no one tries to shoot at Godzilla when he's leaving at the end. They're like, no, no, he's leaving. Just let him go. He saved a yeah, day. Yeah, because the, where when he's down on the ground, you know, before he gets up and, mm. and walks the water, he's down, and people are like, is he dead? And the music's all somber, and it's like, oh man, you know, uh, yeah, the a uh, Titan's down. And then you know he, he gets up, he walks up, and it, it's got the brass. It's 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 a muted fanfare that mm-hmm. goes as he walks into the water, and it's just this uh, this great moment. Yeah. So and it kind of sets up that in the sequel, the shit we got Ghidorah running around. We need Godzilla. We have to find Godzilla. God damn it. <laughs> Where mm-hmm. is he? Why why is he not coming out to help us? Yeah. And then eleven will I don't know have a chat with him. Get him on board. Yeah, <laughs> mm. uh, I'm still expecting that all the human characters I'll be bored by in the next one. You know, the, the only bad thing about the second or the newest trailer is that there's a lot of one-liners kind of like sprinkled in. But I think part of that's the marketing because they just want to sprinkle them throughout, right? There's mm. one that I really because Bradley Whitford's in it, who I like a lot. There's a moment in the trailer for the new one where you know one of the someone someone else in the scene goes. Oh my god. And then he just goes, Zilla. <laughs> uh, but Bradley Whitford uh, pulls off the delivery though. Like, I kinda I chuckled because like I hate him. these moments. <laughs> mm, not a fan of that. Ah, <laughs> uh, it won't ruin it. You've for just me. lowered my excitement by it won't, it, it will not ruin it for me. I'll take some cheesy one liners from the humans. I'm okay with it. Hmm. It's disappointing here. 
Damn it. This is why I stay away from trailers. Well, tough. Your friend don't know. Uh, so that, that <laughs> I guess that was a discussion. About it. It, was, it was about 30 minutes of the movie, 10 minutes of sequel speculation and talk. Um, we should rate Godzilla 2014, though. Yeah, I'm I'm still going higher than a lot of people would, mm-hmm. I'm sure, uh, with with an eight. Um, I certainly the the tone and the foreboding, and then the, you know all the all the fire all pays off um, structurally in that sense. From the from the monster side of things, this is fantastic. Yeah, I'm also gonna give it a solid eight. Um, when it came out originally, I think I probably handed it a nine. That was probably oh, a little bit oh, too in the height. I think I gave it an eight point five. But yeah, I'm gonna give it a solid eight. Um. You know, warts and all, I think this is a, a really great Godzilla movie. And this is, you know, it's, as someone who's now watched most of the, the Japanese Godzilla movies, this is better than a lot of them. I, I think out of the ones that I've seen, which is, you know, the first, what, 10 or, 10 or 12, whatever it yeah. was, this is probably my second favorite Godzilla movie. It's close to that. I mean, there's, I, I think you're, you're better, all the ones, well, I've seen a lot of them now, but it's been a while since yeah. I've seen the ones in the 90s and the 2000s. Like, I've not seen, I've, those were a while ago, so I can't really. See yeah, I, mean, I, I haven't got to what are considered some of the best ones yet. Um, but Mothra vs. Godzilla and Ghidorah's the Eddie Monster and Invasion of the Astro Monster are all really good. They are good. They are good. But I think this this is a little bit better. Mm. But hey, uh, so there you go. That is uh, Godzilla 2014. So uh, obviously there'll be a review up for the new one when it hits. Not necessarily the same two people. No. Schedules, maybe. I don't know. Is Matt going to see this one? Uh, actually, I haven't even spoke to him. I think he is. I assume he is. <laughs> if not, something will happen. Don't worry. There's no way I'm not we'll talking about. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's no way I'm not talking about Kay of the Monsters in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, but yeah, let us know what you think of the movie in the comments. Like and subscribe, all that stuff. Uh, if you want to get us on the Twitters, you can do that at mail underscore fuzz for channel updates. You can get us on Patreon, patreon.com slash mailfuzztv. If you want to support us uh, financially over there, you can do that for as little as a dollar per month. You get some bonuses, you post some bonus episodes of certain shows, you get some stuff early, and these one one in flux you get early. Uh, so you can go over and you can do that. Uh, if you're looking for other movie content from us, uh, we have a couple of other movie shows that are worth checking out. We have a horror movie podcast called Screams After Midnight, and we have a sci-fi movie podcast called The Atomic Cinema Experiment. So you can check out both of those. Uh, there's audio feeds for both, of course. They're both on the YouTube channel. Uh, so have a have a look-see. Uh, but otherwise, that is us. So thank you once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching movies, guys. And remember, if you can get it, it's always good to have diplomatic immunity. Mm-hmm.